Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Rundgren Radio. We are here tonight, me and Cruiser Mal. We're going to try to entertain you as we do not have a guest because we are so focused on one thing and one thing only. What is that, Cruiser Mal? I believe that would be a wizard, a true star. You got that right. So that's what we're focused on, but we are going to entertain you with some stuff about AWOTS and other things in the Todd world, including lots of announcements. But before we get into that, I would like to acknowledge that this is our birthday show. Tonight is exactly? Well, next week it'll be past our birthday, so this is technically our birthday show. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Rungan Radio. We started in late August, our first show with Bill Bricker. Yeah. And And now we're entering our terrible twos. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) That is so true. So, yeah, it's our birthday, and uh, next week won't be. And next week we will probably definitely not have a guest because we will definitely be focused on the upcoming A Wizard, A True Star series. But definitely tune in just in case. (laughs) (laughs) For sure, for sure. You never know what you might learn when you you listen to Rundgren Radio. That's true. So, you know, we had a lot of great guests this year, another successful year, I would say. Who all have we had on? Can you think off the top of your head, off, you know, maybe 10 or 20? Well, let's not be silly. (laughs) That would be impossible. Actually, we should probably go over that list and thank everybody again. But, uh, you know, we had some big guests. John Oates was a a good example of a big one. Huge, yeah. Yeah, we had, of course, the Utopia guys on again. We had Todd on again, Michelle. You know, the usual suspects. Yeah. And then some others, of course. So we'll go over that list in a while. But before then, what I would like to say on that subject is that when the show started I was all by myself if you remember I do I was very alone poor Dougie <laughs> poor Dougie but Dougie got smart and Dougie got some help and that help is Miss Cruiser Mel. and I have been extremely busy the last month or so because I made the mistake of taking a promotion at work and Cruiser Mel has hung in there and has pretty much run the show and is going to do some of that tonight and has been a big benefit. So, Cruiser Mel, thank you for your service for Rungan Radio. Oh, my gosh, you're going to make me cry. I'm overclimped over here. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Well, I did I, I did take the reins Saturday. There you go. This past Saturday. And actually, I had a co-host. Mr. Yeah. Roger Linder was my, my co-host. I don't know if he knew he was going to be the co-host that day or not, but he passed around the phone at Todd Fest West. And we got to talk to Cece and uh, Debbie Summer and uh, John. We we got to talk to a bunch of people and got to listen to some music from Adrian Bourgeois. And he got very good reviews in the chat room. Very good, I must say. 
even though it was, you know, playing through the telephone. But uh, God love him. You know, if we may have created some fans for Adrian, then that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, we got to thank Roger Leonard too. He was one of our hosts when we had we needed help when both of us couldn't make a show one time. Roger and Cece, that's right. That's right. So anyway, good job, Cruiser Mail. Oh well, thank you. It was a fun Yay! show. Oh, get those kids out of here. That's just for you. So tonight, what are we going to do to entertain folks? We are going to, of course, keep the chat room active. We're going to play some interviews. We have interviews that Todd has done lately, talking about all kind of things, including AWOTS, of course, that you may not have heard, you may have, who knows, but we're going to play them for you. That's how we roll. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have Hofstra, the interview he did there, the full one. I know you might have seen the YouTube I put up. That was just a clip from it. We've got the Detroit interview he did a while back, and we have, looks like we're going to have the chocolate cake interview he did with our friend Rob, Private Universe, all of those in their entirety. I think we played that one before, we're going to do it again. Uh-huh. I was going to play some older ones, but there's really not many that have anything to do with AWOTS. We may still do that for fun, but that's our game plan. But before then, of course, of course, we have announcements. Mm-hmm. So let's get down to it. Get down on it. Down, down. Get down on it. All right, so let's start with the timetable. We've had some requests for scheduling uh, calendars, etc., which... You know, are kind of bizarre because it's not rocket science. This is pretty simple, folks. We're going to have a party Saturday night in Akron, 7 o'clock, Akron City Center Hotel Ballroom. That is free, and that is for people going to the gig. Then on Sunday at 1 o'clock, we have a Chasm show. Doors open at noon. Tickets are available at chasmstore.com, 10 bucks. It's going to be a 45-minute to an hour show. It will be fun. And the bar will be open. And we will have a cash bar for those early morning drinkers. <laughs> then what do we got, Cruiser Mail? Well, then everyone needs to go back to their rooms and take little naps and then whore up big time because at 8 o'clock at the Akron Civic Theater, Sunday, September 6th, world premiere of AWOTS. What you think on that? Woo, because... <laughs> Awesome. It's going to rock and roll. That's right. All right. Yeah. So we That's got that, that night. That's at 8 o'clock eight on o'clock. Sunday. The world premiere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Premiere with an E on the end. Yeah. What you've seen on the poster. I hope you haven't seen the poster. Go check out our blog page. You can see it there. Monday night, repeat concert, AWATCH 2, 7 o'clock. That one's going to start an hour earlier so people can go to work the next day that live in the Ohio area. Here's the deal, though. I think it's going to be on Monday, Todd's going to have people a meet-and-greet type deal at the Hall of Fame in Cleveland. And I believe it's going to start at noon. Have you heard any different, Cruiser Mouth? I believe I read 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. Okay, let's go with that. So 1 o'clock we'll have a meet-and-greet with Todd, which will be awesome. At the That's that's 1 o'clock in Cleveland at the Hall of Fame. That is correct. So if people want to get there, they got to leave like an hour before that. Yeah, I think the game plan is Todd's going to, you know, take pictures with people, meet them and stuff for about an hour and a half, maybe an hour, something like that. So probably a first-come, first-served deal, depending on how many people show up. And that's very questionable. Who knows? I do know this, which I really love because it can't do anything but help out these shows, and that is they're going to do a full-on media blitz. 
So you're going to see a lot of activity and a lot of action on this deal. And I know a lot of people are into that. They always want Todd to get some recognition and promotion and all that good stuff. Let me tell you something, folks. It's not that easy. But it's getting done, and it's going to be big. And he's going to be on TV, radio, all that good stuff. Newspaper. Newspaper. Yeah. I mean, you can't touch it with a 10-foot pole. That's right. That's right. The yep. media has been alerted. The media has been alerted. You should be there if you're sticking around. And then, of course, you can go to the show Monday night and see it again because you're going to want to see it again. But, hey, Cruiserman, let's take this call right quick before we move on and see what's up. Somebody is eager to chat with us from area code 561. Sure. Hey there. Hey. It's, am I talking to you? This is Jay Bloomrosen. How you doing? Bloomrosen. What's up, man? Well, there's some updates about the books that I'm doing, so I figured maybe I'd I think speak up some. Because we have, we have really done a poor job of talking about your books. I've talked well, about Facebook, and I've talked about no on one's fault. It's no one's fault because I didn't really even know exactly what was going on until this <laughs> week when some things were firmed up. I and I was told two. about additional dates in different places and had to rebook flights and things and all, but... Nice. There you go. I'll be at all the shows. Very good. I'll have an all-access photo pass, so I'm going to be shooting from weird positions, hopefully, but like no one else will ever get shots from behind the band and things like that. Oh, I thought maybe you were going to be in weird positions. <laughs> well, yes. Oh, I am told I am often in weird positions when I shoot, and I never know. <laughs> People have actually taken pictures of me, like in pretzel knots, trying to get a shot, and I never know until I ache the next day. Well, Whatever you never know. Takes, Maybe man. someone will hold you by your ankles and you can dangle from the balcony upside down. Whatever that takes. would be very cool. I <laughs> might be on the top of the pyramid looking down. I don't know. Who yeah, knows? That'd be cool. Yeah. I don't even know what they're doing. It'd be in Maurice's mouth. <laughs> you know, wherever that's they want me to be, that's <laughs> where I'll be. But hopefully it's going to be a lot of places, and I'm going to be like shooting it from all over, shooting the show from beginning to end. I'm also going to be shooting rehearsals. I'm going to be shooting the dress rehearsals and tech rehearsals. And now that you're mentioning the Hall of Fame, I guess I'm going to be the guy shooting that too. That's brilliant. You need to be there for uh, sure. I got to have a – no, well, back in the day, I would say have a lot of film because there's going to be eight costume changes. But, you know, with the digital technology, you don't need film. It's you need to have a lot of cards. Card. Yeah, yeah. Have a lot of cards and a big memory drive. Yep. Maybe I've got a big memory drive. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so Can there you come go. on the phone, Jay? What? You, sound, you sound a lot like Randy Brown on the really? Yeah. Randy Brown. I don't know Randy Brown, do I? Randy the Roadie. Randy the Roadie. Oh, Randy the Roadie. Yeah. Okay, I never knew his last name, I don't think. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. Cruiser Mel should have called him appropriately Randy the Roadie. Yeah, that's his Randy title. the Roadie. That's yep. okay. I am officially then the son of Sam. <laughs> so let's not go down that road because my dad's name was Sam. Yeah. So these books are going to be 8 by 10 inches, hard covers. They're not going to be flimsy little things. They're going to be nice, real books that you can put up on your bookshelf, and they should last forever. Nice. Um, They're going to be 40 pages long. They'll have a little section of, like, rehearsal stuff in the beginning, tour credits and everything at the end, and then I'm going to just go crazy every night back in my hotel room and hopefully come up with a totally different design for each hmm. book. How much do you think these books are going to be? Uh, we're talking probably $40. 40 bucks per show? Yeah. 
Hardcover book. Yeah. Hardcover books. All so right. it really uh we're limited by the site that we're dealing with and the bottom line is that the choice was going with like thirty for these seven by seven inch paperbacks. No. Or going up to forty for these eight by ten hardcovers. Yeah. And it just seemed so much more logical to do that. So I was hoping to get them out for cheaper, but I they're really gonna be like nice souvenirs. They're not gonna be flimsy little throwaways. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's pretty much the deal with it. And they're gonna have shots, you know, definitely backstage things that won't be available elsewhere and right. rehearsal stuff. So I think that should be cool too. Well the thing about it is that that I have preached and preached on and for forty bucks, you know, you you spent fifty to to two hundred dollars to go to this show. Why don't you sit back and enjoy it and listen to the music and let Jay take care of the photos? Because you know, if everybody's there trying to get the photo for Facebook or YouTube or whatever, it's just annoying to everybody that doesn't want that. You know, how many pictures do you need of the guy? Jay's going to have excellent pictures in a nice book. Let him handle it, and you sit back, enjoy the show, and let the person behind you not have to look at your arm every five seconds. You're trying to get the perfect picture that you're never going to get because you don't have the right equipment and you can't use a flash. So just chill out, everybody. Of course, oh, that's thanks. Work. It's good effort on my part. but you know. Oh, that's my advice totally also. Yes. Completely, yes. Yes. Totally. I'm down with so, that. There you go. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm overjoyed to be doing this. It's To me, it's a dream come true. Literally, my dream when I was a kid to work with Todd one day and certainly to go out as his photographer for this tour. I'm like blown away. I know it's gonna so, be awesome. You know, a dream does go on forever, and the dream goes on they come true. Yeah, well, and, we know you, you take know, your pictures, and we know you're gonna have some good ones. And I'm sure there's gonna be some other people. I know. There's some other people that will be taking pictures with good cameras. We yes. even have a, a yeah. I know Jim camp. Snyder's bringing his yeah. stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, yes, I know other people will be there, but uh, hopefully, I'll have some interesting ones that no one else will be able to get because of the access that I'm getting. Oh, of course, the yeah, they'll be original. So, we got a guy uh, coming in that's um, some kind of professional too. He's going to take some, and let us have them for you know, if we want to use them for promo stuff and whatnot. I know you'll give us some as well. So we'll have course. plenty of pictures out there. There'll be plenty of pictures. Excellent. Good. Of course, there will be. Yeah, but only mine shall be hardbound. That's right. So. And, <laughs> there and you go. probably good. <laughs> well, so, yeah. you know, it'll be a nice souvenir program, is what I'm looking for. You know, sort of, yeah, a program, a journal, a little tour diary, maybe thrown in because I'll definitely do some first-person writing. Well, there. now, how are you going to do this? Will we just, like, put our orders in with you, and then you'll ship them to us, or what? Oh, there you go. What's going to happen? Okay. Um, either we're trying to set up right now, and chances are there will be a live computer sitting at the merch table that you can just – we will have a site set up that you can put in your order sort oh. of via a PayPal thing. Hmm. Or what I will be doing every night is rushing back to my hotel room, creating this book, and uploading it to a site that will be blurb.com slash Todd Rundgren. Blurb. Blurb. B-L-U-R-B. That's how you buy them? Excuse me? That's how you're going to be able to buy the book? Yeah, yeah. That's how you're going to buy them. Um, What do you know about the merch? I mean, who's going to – is Michelle doing that? Who's doing the merch with this merch? You know, I am totally in the dark. (laughs) Sadly, I have been 
totally in the dark for a while, honestly. Right. And it's all coming clear to me now, to quote our hero again. I got you. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm flying by the seat of my pants, but it's all happening. And, uh, you know, I, what I'm going to do is put out a cool book every night, and hopefully they'll be different enough that, you know, it'll interest people to maybe make a collection. We, yeah, we're trying to see even if we could do something with a set of them, but we're we're bound by this company who did it for the Grateful Dead. That's where I got the idea. I'm bluntly saying, out and out, I am stealing this idea from the Grateful Dead, but I think ours are going to be a lot nicer than what they did, and so does this publisher. They, they need to be top-notch, Mr. J. What was that? They need to be top-notch. Well, that's what they're going to be. Right. They're going to look hey. beautiful. They're going to be like photo art books is what this company does most of the time. Cool. So that's the route that we're going as opposed to just a tour program. Right. Not to mention we're going to have a you know there's going to be a DVD recording at the Stanford show. Yep. So you're going to have photos, you're going to have DVD, you know. Yep. Yep. No need It'll to bring the camera unless you're just dying to. The camera policy is that, that as of now um and I don't think it's going to change is that you can bring your cameras you just can't use flash. So unless you have a 2.6 speed camera, you're probably not going to get many good pictures anyway. So just don't worry about it. And then no DVD, you know, no video cameras. So yes, you can bring your right. camera if you insist on it. You just don't need to use the flash, and no DVD recorders. Uh, another question that's come up is about credit cards. I'm sure the official merch will have a credit card. It looks like Cruiser Mail and I, our stuff, we're going to be able to have credit card acceptance as well if we pull this off. Having a little trouble reading some fine print on this agreement on this little machine we're trying to get. So if we can get that done, we will have a really cool, slick little deal so we can do that. It's not that there's a problem with the fine print. There's a problem with my eyes. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's you, very fine, though. It really is. I've it's got perfect. an optometrist for you, Mel. Ah, do you now? <laughs> <laughs> but if you're Jeff, Jay's yeah. probably like us, we all would prefer a little cash. That's right. Well, I don't have to tell I'm you financing what. this whole thing myself bluntly, so Amen. there you go. I'm on yep. my own getting from place to place doing this, so hopefully it'll work out in the end. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, like I said, it's my dream come true. So awesome. there you go. Yeah, awesome. What more Very nice. Very nice. So uh, huh? that's that. That's it? That's like the that? book in a nutshell, or way more than a nutshell at this point. <laughs> right. I'm glad you called in because... People have been kind of wondering what's you know what's going on with that and and we did want to be able to talk about the camera policy so you gave us a perfect segue. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Yeah, yeah well, believe me, I would have called in earlier if I knew earlier. This has been a hell of a couple of days for me <laughs> getting things together and um, yeah, we will have credit card. I mean, certainly blurb. If people wait till the morning after the show, I should go back to my hotel room create the book, and upload it to them by about 4 or 5 a.m. Yeah. And no, then no rush. I mean, you know, something, this, is a, this is a long-term... No, this is the way I'm doing it. People are going to be no, sleeping just, if you do it that fast. No, that's okay. I've got to be working when everyone's sleeping, so when they wake up, okay. the book is there. I got that's you. the goal. Well, so yeah, when everyone okay. wakes up, they should be able to get online and order the book from the night before. All this right. is what I worked that's out with a company, and they're going way bending over backwards to accommodate me doing this. Yeah. So they were like, wow, the dead got us the book like four or five days after the show. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm sorry, I'm not the Grateful Dead. 
Well, you know, a lot of us like, are going to be sticking around going to the second show and then going to Connecticut. We probably won't be able to order it till Friday or so anyway, so I wouldn't kill well, yourself over it, but, you know. No, but, no, no. That, it's Believe me, if I'm doing it, I'm doing it 150%. Go so for it. The books will be up. They'll be ready by the next morning. They'll look cool. They'll be interesting. They'll be weird. And, uh, you know, there you go. But definitely they'll be available by the next morning. That's the way we've set everything up. All right, so man, just in case good. it doesn't work out with taking orders at the show real easily, which it might or might not, I'm dealing with a similar credit card thing that you are apparently, sort of. So I'm trying to get that set. If that's set, everything will be great. If not, the next morning, everything will be orderable. So, All right, sounds great, man. Okay, happy birthday. You deserve congrats. Thanks. Many times over. Well, we're going to have cake at the uh, at the party in a couple of weeks. So. I can't wait. Yeah. Although okay. I think I may just have to be at a dress rehearsal. Uh, That's a good idea, but the, the party will be going on way past dress rehearsal, man. No worries. Excellent. Good, good. Yeah. And I will Speaking definitely of, be at the party. Yep. Speaking of dress rehearsal, okay. we have yes. need to talk tonight about, not a, I hate to call it a dress code, but a recommended attire for the party and the show, because I keep hearing all these different things, and I would like to participate in anything that's going to be fun and unusual, and I'm hearing that the party or the show, people are going to wear 70s stuff, you know, I want to be in on this. What are we going to do? Let's decide right now, us three. Is it going to be 70s at the party or 70s at the show or both? I can pull out my thigh-high leather boots, my kimono, and put a red star on my face. Like when I introduced my friend's band, David and the Dogs, back in 76. There you go. That's pretty glam. So you like the party for 70s, or you like the show for 70s? Oh, or both? No. What do you think, Mel? I'm planning on doing the whole week in the 70s. Yeah. Wow. Why stop at one? Anything worth doing is worth overdoing. Well, I mean, if I've heard I, that I somewhere. Can't, I can't say that, that I'm wearing any vintage clothing, but I'm I'm wearing stuff that uh, hints at the style or the fabric or the patterns or whatever from the mm. 70s. That's what I'm doing personally. Yep. Based on what I see in the chat room, it looks like folks are into the 70s for the show for sure. Some are into the party, so I would say you know both, but. Definitely for the show because that's what Todd's doing. It's kind of you know kind of going retro and, and trying to bring back the '70s in a sense. So I would say for the show, let's all try to bust it out. Yeah. yeah. Oh damn! I was there at all those shows in the '70s, so I, I really just have to. And I actually, like I mentioned, I think I mentioned to you, Doug. I was in cleaning out my parents' house recently, and I found a hefty bag full of a Wizard of True Star shirts that I had printed and sold outside Dayton <laughs> on the Northeast in 1973. No. So I will bring out. a hand. It, they are in perfect condition. Nice. They were folded in double or triple hefty bags. I found this bag. I'm like, what is this? Under piles of stuff in my parents' house. And there, I probably have 20 or so of these are Wizard of True Star shirts. So I will give them out, and maybe they'll be given out as some sort of prizes or something at the party or something if we're doing something like that. Yeah, well, I think something like that. We're kind of we're kind of thinking about doing some, you know, maybe door prizes Okay, or something. well, I'll bring some of those, and there you go. Yeah. That'll All be right. some incentive for people to party even more, and they are authentic as if they 1973 it. shirts. Yeah, as if they needed it. All right, man, thanks for calling in, Jay. We My pleasure. You, All right, buddy. Thanks so soon. much for talking about this. 
Okay, see you very soon. Uh, we'll pimp it, man. We want people to have these these books because it's just going to be, you know, such a special time, and for everybody to have a good solid memory of it. And, you know, you can't ask it for should be that. fun. It's and I believe, for, I mean, my plan is to go to Europe and do it too. So hopefully, yeah. there'll be a whole series. It's a lot like the DVD for Todd Stock. I mean, you know, I got pictures and everything, but the, you know, to have something like that and have something like this book, it just is going to make those those memories even better. So I'm looking forward to seeing your book. I'm looking yep. forward to the Todd Stock DVD. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's all good. Okay, folks. Thanks Bye, so nice. Thanks so much. Bye, have a nice we'll night. We'll see you Bye-bye. in about 11 days, huh? Yep. I'm counting down. Okay. Take care. Take Bye. Care. All right, so we got a couple right. questions in the chat room. One is about the meet and greet for the first show. Absolutely, just not going to happen. Um, if it did, it would be after the show. Uh, you've got one Monday at the Hall of Fame. It's just kind of it's losing steam a little bit, but we're still trying to come up with something. So uh, as soon as we do, if we do, you'll know. Otherwise, you know, it's just a lot going on. Yeah. And Todd has turned this into a much bigger thing that we ever imagined, and I think maybe he even imagined. So it is big time. Certainly is. Certainly is. And, and he's trying to keep it uh, very quiet up until, you know, the first note at 8 o'clock that Sunday night. So mm-hmm. that's kind of thrown a little wrench in any kind of plans for a pre-show meet and greet. But, you know, just stay tuned. Yeah, another thing is we uh, we have – people were asking about the poster and the shirt. The poster is kick butt. The shirt is kick butt. Unfortunately, we're not going to have those to pretty close to the event, so we're not going to put them online until after the shows if we even do that. It depends on whether we sell out or not. Now, we have ordered a, a, a large amount of these things, but we have a lot of people coming to these shows. So mm-hmm. my recommendation would be uh, mainly for the females. Uh, you know, because those shirts are – we're having real, true – you know, thin, form-fitted type female T-shirts. So they're going to be limited in quantity. If you want one of those, you better get it quick. And the reason that, that we're sounds like we're discriminating, really not, it's just uh, male shirts, as in M-A-L-E, not cruiser male, can be interchanged. Some women will wear those, but most guys are not going to wear a female T-shirt. So we ordered more of the men's shirts. So you ladies need to... Jump on it. We also only ordered a hundred long sleeve. So if you're in a cold place and you like long sleeve t-shirts, you will have a short window to get one of those. And we'll be selling all this at the uh, party Saturday night. Yes, we start at the party Saturday, and then we will sell them at the show. And if there's some left, we'll take them to Stanford, and then we'll put them on the internet. So there you go. Yeah. Yes, and yes, I do have allergies, and yes, I am tired. I know I sound funny according to some people in there. I am very tired. I'm in all-day meetings. He really ha- he's been working, working. Non-stop, you know, just all kind of craziness. Yeah, you know, I haven't even been able to get you to answer emails. He's- it's been tough. It's I know. been tough. It's been uh, bad timing, but I'll be yeah. through soon and back on the trail for AWOTS. We've got a lot to do. We still have a lot going on. We'll be reaching out to some of you, too, for help. Oh, want to get done. one of the things that you, you started to mention, but I think you got off track, is about the um, event poster. And I know it sure would be great for you guys to be able to get them ahead of time, but it's just not going to happen. But we are going to be, uh, we're going to have uh, poster tubes, shipping tubes, right? We hope. <laughs> I've been ordering We one. hope. <laughs> yeah. 
So we're, we're going to try to have those there. I think we can get them pretty quick from uh, the company that Darnell hooked us up with, the Uline company. Fine. If not, you know what? If, if you guys have a spare poster tube, put it in your suitcase and take it with you. Don't you know. do it. We'll have them. We're going to make it work. Because so, we don't want you to run them and all that good stuff. Now, I actually had the privilege with my friend Lois and Dennis and Neil to look at the poster. I don't know if Neil got to see it. I know Lois and Dennis and I did. It looks kick-ass. We had to do a uh, check of proof to make sure that everything was okay and it looks good. It's nice quality paper, very bright, very shiny, very um, glossy. You're going to love it. Mm-hmm. If you're into it, you know. If you don't like it, no big deal. All right, so let's go on with some announcements. We've got sidetracked, but it was for a good purpose. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh. While we're talking about the party, um, I don't know if you. I don't think you got to. Well, maybe you might have checked in. Uh, last week, MJ did a, a, a trial run of her webcam to be used at the party. Mm-hmm. And we had some sound issues. It was just, just couldn't get any volume at all. And um, a man named Dan, Dan Johnson is now working with Mary to make this completely perfect so that we will have great sound on the webcast the night of the party. And he is going to be doing a little test run tomorrow night from a club with loud music so we can see how it how it works with, you know, a lot of noise. It's going to be tomorrow night, somewhere between 9, 9.30 Central Time. So what's that, 10 or 10.30 Eastern. And the address is www.ustream.tv slash channel slash shark, like a fish, a shark, uh, dash, City dash live. So if you guys wow. wanted to sort of test it out uh, tomorrow night, you can. You can see how the test is going. There you go. All right. So we're getting that going on. Uh, Dr. Tunes has alerted me to finding the proper equipment. It's going to be, again, better than expected. Video, audio, you're going to be blown away by this setup. It's going to be awesome for the party. And we forgot to mention, too, we were talking about these AWOT shows. There are tickets still available for the second show, and there are tickets still available for the DVD recording show in Stanford, Connecticut. So if you're still on the fence, get off it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, another thing we got, we got the YouTube. If you haven't seen it, go to the YouTube, and you can do a, a search for Rungan Radio for our YouTubes. We've got a really cool one on there. We're going to play that full interview tonight, but if you want to see some cool pictures and stuff, check it out. Mm-hmm. All right, so Cruiser Mail, Todd's back on tour after AWOTS. That's going to be kind of interesting to see how that goes. Right. It will not be AWOTS, but where is he going to play after AWOTS is done? Well, so far four dates are out there, but only two of them have tickets on sale. So so how official they are, I don't know, but here's the rundown. The 18th of October, everybody, it's been announced that he's going to be at the Bolton Center for Performing Arts in Long Island, New York. Tickets are not on sale yet. I don't know when they go on sale, but they're not on sale yet. On the 21st of October, Ram's Head, Annapolis. Yes, you can go ahead and buy your tickets now. The 23rd of October. This one, I, I don't know if it's if it's this is probably more of a a rumor, but supposedly in Philadelphia, 
Todd will be with Hall and & Oates and the Hooters at a place called The Spectrum. Tickets are not on sale yet. And on the 25th of October, the Coach House in San Juan Capistrano, California. So those West Coasters can finally get them some Todd. Woo! Yeah. Yep. So California and Annapolis are already on sale. The others to be announced later. Yep. Hey, another thing we forgot to mention was there was an article in the Huffington Post about AWOTS, an yeah. interview with Todd. It was awesome. Yeah. So search that if you want. Google it. You'll find it. So also, not only is Todd touring, but we also have a few Chasm tour dates. And, yes, Miss Carrie hooked me up with some fine, fine seats for the Nashville Bluebird Cafe. Oh, good. You're going this, this weekend. Uh, is it this weekend? Yes, sir. Oh, God. That's all I need. Get in the car again and road trip. That's cool. I'm going, though. 829 at the Nashville Bluebird Cafe. I do have two spare tickets. I'll probably take some friends unless somebody on here wants to go with me. This thing is kick butt, I'm telling you. It's really cool. Uh, it's going to cost me a six-hour round-trip deal, but I'm going. Three-hour drive to Nashville, it's well worth it. It's very fun, very unique. It really does sound neat. I, I wish I could make it, but no can do. No can do. Also, we mentioned Akron, Ohio, 9-6. That's at the Akron City Center Hotel Ballroom. One o'clock on Sunday, same day as the first ever AWOTS. We got the... October the 9th, it was rescheduled in Reistertown, Maryland, at Michos. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? I guess, yeah. Michos Restaurant, M-I-C-H-O-S. It's supposed to be a full band, we hear, so we'll see. Abbey Pub, Chicago, on the 16th, and Wilbertson, Cleveland, on the 17th. So Mr. Chasm has been getting him some gigs. Yeah, yeah, he did announce this week on his blog that he now has a band. I don't think he has told anybody who it is, but he has a band. So work. that's good. You gotta love it. Well, he won't. He won't have a band in Nashville or in Akron, but but after that, he will. Okay, sounds yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Anything else, Chris or Mel? I don't know. I'm picking my brain here. Oh, there's a there's a little little movement afoot. If you are a member of Facebook, to officially make September first. Todd Rundgren Appreciation Day. What does that mean exactly? Um, I don't know why that makes, you know, why it should be any different on that day. <laughs> but uh, that's a day that we really are supposed to get out there and put our pictures up of Todd and, and talk him up. And and uh, I don't really know. I don't know. Well, I believe, I did see, I think it was Lois said in there, that everybody's going to, Put a picture of Todd or something on Facebook and talk about why they appreciate him, something like that. There you go. So there's some stuff that needs to be done. I'm sure word will get out. But there you have it. I think yeah. that's the scoop. Yeah. How about that? There you go. So. I don't know. Did we, can you think of anything else before we get into some interviews? Hmm, anything else? Nope. I sure can't. So what I would recommend is... We come back and we talk about some of our guests we had in the last year that we definitely appreciate being on the show. And there's lots of people we need to thank because without everybody we couldn't pull this thing off, of course. And we'll probably forget a bunch of people and we're bad because we're just extremely busy and tired and all that good stuff. But you know we love you. If you're out there helping out and you're doing the Rungan Radio thing, you know who you are. We appreciate you. <laughs> we, sir, we sure do. We do, absolutely. All right, so... Let's start with the 
Hofstra interview. This is about 10 minutes. This was on the campus radio station. It is a not-for-profit station. They did a good job of giving away some tickets to our Stanford show and talking it up for us. But this is the interview that took place with Mr. Rungren. So check it out. We'll be right back, and you'll be able to hear another interview. We're going to probably play about three today. So we are going to hook you up with some good stuff. So what are we going to? We're going to call this like Tuesdays with Todd, <laughs> or Tuesday with Todd, because you know, you know what I mean, right? Right. Okay. Before that, let's do a little promo. All right. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rungan Radio. Hi, this is Greg Hawks, and you're listening to Rundgren Radio. I don't know what that cologne is, but it's working like a charm. Makes it easy to imagine walking you on my arm, on my arm. I want to show you around the sight. This is the home of Hofstra Pride Sports and Long Island's largest radio news team. WRHU Hempstead. I know that you've been touring and recording and producing for almost 40 years now. And obviously, you must have a significant passion for what you do. And I wanted to know how you feel the music industry has changed through all these decades. Well, I have seen a lot. I've seen things. And and when I started out, I think the industry was still pretty much focused on singles in the 50s and early 60s. And people never got to an album unless they had a collection of singles to put on it. And by the time I got into the music business, it had evolved into a different format. The important format was the 33 and a third, a long player, or the album. And for most of my career, I've been what's called an album artist. I don't have lots of singles, and often I record records that have no singles at all on them, that music only appears in the long format. But in the 90s, throughout the 80s and 90s, there were generally a, a devolution in the recording industry, a kind of reduction in the variety of music, a general perception on the part of the audience and even people within the industry that the quality of music was degrading. And then in the 90s, the Internet happened. And these things all kind of came together, the perceived lack of quality. Ergo, a justification for people to download music or that much. And the record industry having so little imagination that they never saw this coming, were not able to make the necessary adjustments. And the subsequent disintegration, I guess, of what used to be the dominant entertainment in the, the dominant entertainment industry, I guess. Um, there was a point in which music was, even from a corporate standpoint, a far more desirable business to be in because the return on investment was so ridiculous. You could spend $50,000 making a record and have it return $50 million, like, never mind, you know, like yeah. like uh, the first Nirvana record. So there was always that appeal to it, but the industry is now maybe two major labels, <laughs> all the major labels have 
kind of uh, been absorbed or disappeared or whatever. We're down to two sort of major international recording entities, and music has gone back in the minds of the greater part of the audience to being singles again, to being individual songs, and you know, downloaded from the Apple Store. And people don't as often download an entire record, an entire album, as much as they will pick out a couple of songs that they like and put them all together in an iPod shuffle or something. Yeah. As far as AWOX on this show, this tour that we've got going on, do you plan to have any cool type of technology intertwined with this tour? Well, we're doing a pretty big production. This won't be the normal sort of show for me. It, since it's of a limited scope and since it's sort of an event, and so it's got an event <laughs> level ticket price, I'm able to do things that I haven't been able to do since the 70s. So in a way, it's, it's not as if I'm seeking to do a retro show, as it were. It is quite obviously an album from 35 or so years ago, so it's out of a, an era when... There was a real cool live presentation with the props and the costumes. Should we expect that in these next um, shows? There'll be lots of costumes, props, video, lasers, mirror balls, you know, pretty much everything. It's going to be, a, you know, a party every night. As I say, that, you know, limited scope allows us to go a little bit more over the top with all this. Ideally, it may be something that we can, that we can bring out at regular intervals. It's just that I'm, you know, I'm not the caliber of artist that can afford to, you know, afford to take out trucks full of production and, and that sort of thing. I'm, uh, I'm lucky sometimes to be able to pay my band. And, well, I travel with, with a band musician. of me and four other people and two crew, and we drive around in vans, just like the old days. But as far as uh, specifically what we're doing, I'm working out a lot of that yet. Also, yeah, I don't want to give too much away before we actually do it. You know, I think excitement level is high enough that we don't have to hype it that much. The fact that this really has never been done before, I think, is hype enough. A lot of excitement. Should we expect during the during these shows uh, an appearance from one of your awesome uh, Gibson SGs? Um, that would be a um, a logical thing. Uh, I still have one. <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, I had the original, which I don't own anymore. That was auctioned off. I own a exact replica that someone gave me when I was in and I think that it's probably a good idea because it's so much associated with that period. Um, I know that there are photographs of me with that guitar and various sort of get-ups and things like that, so it probably, I can say that that probably will make an appearance. And you've got a real, real awesome band coming with you. You've got Greg Hawks, Roger Powell, Bobby Strickland, Prairie Prince, Jesse Grass. It's like a reunion for your fans almost. Yeah, in a way. I think when I was when I was selecting the, the lineup for the band, I, I wanted to have, you know, I wanted to be able to get at least a couple of people from that area. Unfortunately, from that era, unfortunately, Roger was available. I believe a lot of the other guys actually who played on the original record were available, but they don't play with regularity. And to get them out of mothballs for such an awful lot of work and such a short period of time, well, I made the executive decision that I, you know, I wanted to be assured that all the players could play and that I had seen, witnessed them play recently. <laughs> music or the music business is 
um, always kind of geared toward people under 30. Um, as, a fa- as a matter of fact, the music business has traditionally depended on, um, on young people between the, a- between the ages of when they first got, start getting allowance <laughs> and then they first have kids because they spend all of their spare money on themselves and a lot of what they spend money on is music and then after they have their kids they stop buying music and all of that disposable income becomes their children's allowance so this is why the music business always seems to be skewing towards young people and doesn't have a lot of appeal for older people well country music maybe appeals to old people I don't know but um so you can say that any music that you used to buy but don't buy anymore is classic rock. And it has to evolve constantly because, you know, there are those people who, when they're young, they buy a lot of music. When they're older, they may only listen to music on the radio. So you're playing the music that they used to buy. <laughs> well, hopefully, yeah, well, hopefully that new generation that comes in will continue to buy music. One more thing. Uh, we have a huge, huge following here of uh, local artists that call in and want their music played. As you know, we are non-commercial, and we do harbor local bands and local talent. You had to tell someone who was trying to make it right now in New York City rock. What would you tell someone if they said, hey, you know, I'm trying to get in. What could you tell me about making it? Making it. <laughs> what could you tell me about making it? Yeah, well, um... I, you know, I've always said don't quit your day job. Um, there's a difference between being a musician and a performer. And you can be a musician for your entire life, but you may only have a life as a performer for a couple of years. And that's just the way it is. I mean, all, all there's no room for all the people who want to be in so-called music business. There just aren't enough venues. There aren't. A, there isn't enough audience. Maybe I don't know. But you know, it's why things seem so sort of cyclic. You know, there's an there's artists that seem really hot for a while, and then you ne- never hear from them again. <laughs> and that's kind of the, the way the thing works. They're making room for other other new artists. That, you know, to fill in that space. So it, it 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 isn't the kind of thing where you say, well, how can I make a career out of it? It may be possible to make it quote you know for some period of time, but. Um, uh, but if somebody wants to make a lifelong career out of it, I always say don't quit your day job. Diversify. Find other things. You'll be lucky if you get to do this at all. <laughs> the frequency, 88.7 FM. The call letters, WRHU. The website, WRHU.org. The station, Radio Hofstra University.
How about it, Cruiser Mail? A little tick, tick, tick. Tick, tick, tick. I love that. That's about the only one that I can say all the words to. <laughs> Flamingo. You got that one down, too. That's true. Yep. All right. So apparently we had some sound issues with that interview. Hopefully it comes better in the archive. I don't know what's been going on with the sound here. I know we had some crackling and popping like Rice Krispies when we had Bobby Strickland on. I think that was my phone at the time. Well, you know, it's it's interesting that, that you would bring that up. Um, Saturday, when we were doing the radio show live, now there was some background party noise going on at Roger's house, but all this, it all sounded fine. But in the playback, it's got these really weird like electronic noises. So hmm. I, I don't know. It's your phone then. No. <laughs> All right, let's talk about our guest list here for 2008, 2009, we're calling it, which was our second year. And this is not to pat ourselves on the back as much as to say thanks to these folks that we actually got to participate for whatever reason. They were crazy enough to come on and let us talk to them about all kind of different things. Quite an all-star lineup in the Todd community, I would say. So mm. how about we hit it? Peter Noble was our first. Peter Noble, of course, the PR guy in the U.K., is now promoting the A-Watch show over there. How about that? And he's doing a fine job. Doing a good job. Kevin Elman, drummer for Utopia back in the day. Also a TV star on CNBC, I believe it is. How about that? Yeah. And Cruiser Mel's buddy Denny Lane from Wings and all kind of other bands. That was a hell of a pick right there. Good guest. Who did the Sgt. Peppers with Todd, of course. Yeah. That's got- right. I forgot that was this year. That's right. Okay. That's right. This our year, whatever how you want to say it. Yeah. Todd Rundgren we had on, of course, Jesse Grass, Rachel Hayden, Prairie Prince, Chasm Sultan. Who? I'm making a joke. You're a bad killing one. me. Another good find, Ralph Shuckett. Pulled him out of the woodwork. Had Ralph Shuckett on. Mo Berg, Pursuit of Happiness, of course. Ellen Foley, one of our bigger guests as far as TV and music fame. Oh, yeah. She wasn't on long enough, though. No, she was short. Yeah. It's, it's a... It's a it's usually these women, Mel. No, no offense, you know, but some of these just don't know. <laughs> they come on and they want to leave, you know. I don't know what the problem is. I'm going to mention you. another one here in a minute. Kenny Emerson was on after that, and then Jill Sobio, another one who cut us short. Mm-hmm. But we enjoyed her. She was fun. Both Ellen and Jill were great guests. Randy the Roadie, Randy Brown, Ryan, and Ev Alcott from 12 Rods. Oh, that was a good one. I liked that show. That was yep. fun. And the biggest coup probably of the year the shocker for everybody was Colin Molding of XTC. Nobody thought we could do it. We did it somehow, some way. Had him on for two hours, too. Took yeah. lots of calls. Good stuff. Our we buddy, did. the Welshman, Paul Freeman, was on twice. He was on twice? Yeah. Yep, he cut us off short the first time. Oh, okay. Had to come back. Then another big one, I thought, David Sanborn. Of course. Wow. Huge. Loved yeah, it. the dude's got more Grammys than... I got fingers, I think. David Sanborn was a great guest. Uh, we had a fan of his say that it's the best interview they've ever heard and the longest they've heard him do a radio interview. So that was pleasant. Michelle Rundgren, of course, our favorite. She was on several times. Can't get enough of Michelle being on. I wish she'd just take over the show. Be fine with me. Well, let's see. Ed Victor, who is really working hard on the Todd Stock DVD. I know he wants that out just as bad as we did. He actually went to Hawaii a couple weeks ago. Sat down with Todd. They talked it out, made some changes, all that good stuff. They're both working hard on getting that Todd Stock DVD out, so who knows? Maybe soon. We had Greg Hawks on, of 
who, of course, is going to be in the AWOTS band, John Forensic, Roger Powell. That was a keyboard show. We had all three of them on at the same time. First time we did that. That was cool. We'll do that again sometime. But, you know, AWOTS has kind of changed everything, so our focus will get back on guests soon. Mary Lou Arnold was on again. She's always fun. She was in a great mood. That was when Patti Pravo deal was going on over in Italy. We didn't have Patty on, but y'all remember that when Todd went over there for that TV show. That was that time period. Mm-hmm. Pamela DeBar. Oh, yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, our buddy Pippi hooked us up with that one. John Siegler, another tough find and uh, good find. Very good guest. One that I think was one of the more popular ones, believe it or not, which you never would have guessed based on what people did not know and had never heard or communicated with Mr. Eric Gardner, Panacea Entertainment, Todd's manager. And that's where this whole thing got started. That is true. I remember my words exactly. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah. (laughs) You were like, well, maybe Rundgren Radio can make it happen. I knew it was over then. (laughs) Eric Gardner, popular guest Matt Bolton, who, of course, toured with Arena early on. We had the Live at Birmingham Man show. Mm-hmm. That was pretty crazy. A little bit loud, a little crazy, but, uh, hey, Birmingham Man was awesome. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful time. It was. I loved having everybody here. It was just great. Great show, too. Great venue. Fun times. Another tough one to find. This one took me over a year. David Mason. Not Dave Mason. David Mason that was in Utopia. Early Utopia. David Mason was on. He was great. Nice guy. We had Ken Owen on when he did the interview with Todd at DePaul University, and we played that interview. That was nice of him. Let us do that. Jim Colgrove, John Holbrook. That was another wild show. John Holbrook, we uh, had, um, he was the funny voice on the Raw album, and he had some good stuff to tell us. Yeah, we had both of them on the same night, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was good stuff. Paul Myers, of course, who's writing a book about Todd's studio experiences. He's trying to wrap that up. Still has a couple more interviews to do. Paul was a great guest. Uh, we had a good conversation with him. Rick Derringer, mm-hmm. another big name. Big. Followed by John Oates. Big. Big, big. Tony Stevens. Big. Hat. Big. Claims to be big, except on his plaster caster. Because <laughs> <laughs> Mel had to go down that road. Oh, man. Yep. Oh. Uh, Greg Rubin. Of course, the sound man extraordinaire. Uh, he will be at the AWOT shows. Brent Bourgeois and Larry Tagron again. And we had him on at the same time for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and by then, the way, Brent Bourgeois was at uh, Todd Fest West. How about that? Watching his little boy perform. I think he's been there a few times. Probably, mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. So let's see, who else? We had... <laughs> A rather strange guest for a little while, Arthur Wood, the original artist for the AWOTS album cover. Yeah. He was something else. He was all over the map. (laughs) Anyway, Jefferson Wood, who did the concert poster, is not related to Arthur Wood that we know of. So that was a good question we had from CLB at one point. They're not related. Just a coincidence that his last name is Wood. Yeah. Uh, Brett Milano was on. Roger was our guest host. We appreciated those two doing that for us. Steve Patron from Acapella. Yeah. Elliot Lewis with Hall & Oates. That was great. We've got a little scoop on the show that's coming up, I believe, September 15th, the Live at Daryl's House. It'll be online featuring Todd Rundgren mm-hmm. and Daryl Hall singing together. And then last but not least, we had Bobby Strickland on, who is going to be in A. Watts on horns in percussion. That's right. He was fun. 
So that's our rundown. And then some other crazy shows that we did on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> Music shows, this, that, and other. Yeah. Todd so, Fest West. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's been a pretty damn good year. Got Another say. good year. We just got to figure out if we can keep doing it. We do have some people lined up already for after AWOTS, including Jenny Moldar, Bob Lineback, um, Doug Legacy. You know, we've got some more. I'm hoping uh, uh, the word from the Cheap Trick Camp is they are doing zero press, zero press until after this current tour is over. And if that's true, then I bought a T-shirt the other night, and there's only a few more dates left on this tour, so we'll be able to start going down that road. <laughs> well, again. then they're going to do the Sergeant Pepper deal in Vegas. Well, but if we can get in between, that would be awesome. Another one I'm chasing, I do think we will get, is Ian Hunter. That'll be big, big, big show. So we'll have that. We might have already had that done if it wasn't for all this craziness we have going on. Mm-hmm. So that'll be good. We'll just keep on keeping on. It's all you can do. We've had a lot of people help us out. We appreciate it if you've helped us find guests or come up with great ideas. You know, we just continue to appreciate all that stuff like you wouldn't know. Good stuff. Everybody pitches in. It's nice. And we love that we have listeners. We continue to be the number one music show on Blog Talk Radio. Yay. Yay. Okay, enough bragging. (laughs) That was fun, though. I do appreciate the guests. They really are great. We've had some good luck with those folks. Really good luck with our mm-hmm. guests. And while we're, you know, kissing everybody's butt, we need to thank our friends and our listeners who actually step up to the plate and call in with questions. I just wanted to put that little little yes. bit out there. We love it when you guys call in. You guys have great questions. I don't know what the big deal is. There's only a few of us here. There's only like four people listening, so you can. Uh, it's not like you need to be nervous. I agree. <laughs> What's the problem? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> They're so shy. He's so shy. You know, it depends on the guest too. Sometimes. Yeah, but we have had some good callers, and uh, and they really do come up with some good good questions. So keep them coming, and you know, how hard is it to pick up the phone? Yeah, what she said. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So how about an interview? How about it? Well, you know what? Uh-uh. I have somehow lost the switchboard. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to have to go find it again. Okay. That's kind of bizarre. Maybe I can take the helm. No, I'll take it. i got no problem. Well, if you want to. If you, if you have the switchboard up. I the, do. Uh, all right. Well, let's hit that Detroit interview. W-D-E-T? This is from a while back, W-D-E-T. Todd talks about a lot of things. I think it's the first time on radio he talked about AWOTS. Just a little bit of information back then, but this is a good about 25-minute interview to keep you entertained. Okay. So, Cruiser Mail, make it happen. I shall hit it. All right, Todd Rundgren coming up next on Detroit Today. WDET is supported by Wayne State University. Nearly 45% of the physicians practicing in Southeast Michigan receive all or part of their medical training at Wayne State. That means the care you deserve will never be far away. 
Wayne State University. Aim higher. Twenty-five minutes before three o'clock, and you're listening to Detroit Today on WDET. I'm Quinn Kleinfelder. Hello, it's me. I've thought about it for a long, long time. Musician, producer, and internet music pioneer Todd Rundgren says hello to Detroit tomorrow when he serves as one of the headlining acts at City Fest. Between his solo hits and his work with the band Utopia and his skills at producing acts ranging from Meatloaf to the New York Dolls, Rundgren is known as a visionary, if at times eccentric, performer and one of the first to fully grasp the capabilities of the Internet. Yet, when I spoke with Rundgren earlier this week, I found out that the artist, who's known for being steeped in technology, did not even have his own cell phone. I did get an eye iPod Touch, I guess, and goofed around with it a little bit, but it just turned out to be a somewhat expensive toy. Um, I'm, uh, you know, I'm as you mentioned, I'm aware of a lot of technologies that, I, but I don't take advantage of all of them. And in this particular case, um, having gotten in early on the kind of communications revolution that started in the '90s with the internet. I got into it early and sort of out of it early. Um, I think that a lot of these technologies don't necessarily bring out the best in people. And um, Really, you seem to be so, you know, um, known for that for so long. Your recording process, trying to get stuff up on the Internet almost when there was no Internet almost? Yeah, and then when there became an Internet, <laughs> that's when I started to, you know, get grow suspicious of it. Um it's not about the technology so much as operating on the fringes of, of stuff, of the mainstream always being so cluttered up with other people and, and and corporations and other sorts of stuff that you're always looking for a little place that hasn't been completely trodden over and that you can do a little bit of exploration and experimentation in. And for a while, the Internet was that to me. But then... They figured out how to commercialize it, and it was all downhill from there. <clears throat> and then here you are, uh, heading. Uh, you're on a tour. I well, this particular tour, we uh, almost exactly a year ago started this um, this particular um, set of tours. It hasn't been one long, continuous one. We pl- we play for a month or so, and then we take a little break, and then get out on the road and play some other region or some other country. And uh, so we've been doing that on and off about for the re- last year, all of it based on the uh, most recent record I put out called Arena. Which sounds like, uh, you know, the it, not stereotypical, but the the big, loud, thrashing arena rock, quote-unquote, and a lot of messages in it that really seem apropos for, apropos, apropos for, <laughs> for now. I, I talk for a living, by the way. Uh, well, yeah, musically I wanted to, you know, do something that was a bit of a, a homage to the 70s arena guitar-based kind of rock. But at the same time, most of that was all about either 
um, witches and fairies and sorcerers. Yeah, and or, that record is not. It sounds militant. Or though. how badly you had to get laid after the show. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much the lyrical content. And times ha- have changed. So, yeah, and my recent records, um, geez, for a while now, have all had a, a bit of sort of contemporary commentary in them. Um, I don't like to write about stuff that. I don't actually have some kind of first-hand, either first-hand experience of or um, have some mental preoccupation with, let's say. And over the last eight years, you could hardly ignore all of the um, all of the opportunities, I guess, to um, sort of analyze things that everyone has taken for granted and put your own slant on them. Um, this started on the album Liars, which um, sort of preceded all of that information leaking out about how we got into Iraq. <laughs> so it seemed especially timely. And Arena essentially was released last fall, but it's very much about what's going on now. Yeah, the financial meltdown and so on, and yet came out, you know, at least a month before that. Yeah, and all the panic and stuff and how people behave in the face of that. And uh, the biggest problem, I guess, uh, that the that the subject matter of the record is addressing is the fact that for that previous eight years, we had handed the uh, reins of power over to some unscrupulous, feckless, cowardly, dishonest people, and I was getting fearful that this became kind of a uh, an example of of the way that men were going to behave, uh, as if you know we had all forgotten the way we were supposed to act. I saw a quote from you that said that you, you saw it as almost a loss of masculine integrity. In a sense, yeah. I mean, uh, you don't expect men to be cowardly to the point that they won't take responsibility for the things they do, and uh, or that they uh, try to avoid taking that responsibility by being constantly duplicitous and. And that sort of stuff. And in addition to that, there was, you know, there was the reckoning that we are now all aware of. All of that, it was like, uh, you know, when you stuff a closet too full of junk, you know, and then some poor innocent bystander comes along and opens the closet and it all falls out on them. And um, essentially that's where we're in now. We're cleaning up the mess that was more or less swept under the rug for all that time kind of some thick themes in there. It seems like a long way from uh, we got to get you a woman. <laughs> well, you know, we got to get you a woman and songs of that ilk come from, you know, they have. there's a certain honesty behind them because I wrote them when I was 19, 20 years old and single and and in uh, alone in the big city and all of that other stuff. And I can't continue to write um about a, a lifestyle that I left behind, essentially. You know, I've got five children now, and, and so I tend to think more about things that will affect them more than I think about how things will affect me directly.
Have you changed in terms of how you actually craft the music, how you put it together, how you write the songs? Well, things are constantly evolving, and it's one of the elements that has so changed the, the music industry in general. It used to be that recording was a very expensive process and involved uh, you know, expensive equipment, which somebody was defraying the cost of. So that was a uh, kind of a, a gatekeeper that uh, excluded a lot of people from uh, being able to make records. And uh, a lot of what has changed in the music business is independent musicians being able to afford all the recording technology that they need, and they can make the records on their own time and their own dime. And then you add in the Internet, which is the promotional aspect of what record labels used to do, and they start looking obsolete pretty quick. <laughs> so... Um, so definitely things have changed about the way that records are made and I'm you know I've been with that flow for well for longer than that. I back in 1971 or 72 I came to the conclusion that if I really wanted to have a certain kind of freedom in the studio I had to build my own studio so that nobody was watching the clock or charging me $200 an hour to to be in there. And I've had uh at least the studio of my own ever since. And now the whole thing can be folded into a laptop and, you know, and a small rack worth of preamplifiers or something like that. Yeah. And uh, and I take full advantage of that. This recent album was done almost exclusively on my laptop. You hear so much from uh, music industry executives and so on about the rise of the Internet and it killing the music <clears throat> business, that downloads you can't make any money. Anybody ever throw that at you? I mean, you said that you wanted to get away from the commercial spin of it, but they would say, if that Roddengren hadn't been getting on there way back when, we, we wouldn't be getting all these downloads now. Well, no, nobody's blamed me directly, and it's, you know, and I'm not a popular enough artist to really create any sort of movement like that. Wait, what? This was all, this was all just plainly obvious stuff that was going to happen. But the you, you really don't consider yourself be... you don't consider yourself that popular though that if you did do something it's going to have an effect. Well, I can you know I can inform people about what to do, but the problem is if they followed exactly what I did, then they'd be a marginal artist like I am. And most people want a greater degree of success than that. Um, but things uh, just seem to be going the way that I thought they would, and fortunately I positioned myself at least, to be able to uh, sort of survive that. I got away from, like, long-term record deals with major labels in 1991 and essentially just made independent distribution deals for everything I did after that. So ever since, you know, around 1990, I basically own all of my masters. Um, it doesn't mean they're all valuable. I'm probably the most valuable master of <laughs> All of my recordings is bang the drum all day, which I don't own. But um, that's you know kind of you know that's the extent of my influence, a subliminal um, subliminal effect of uh, listening to the song at a sporting event. <laughs> <laughs>
We're back with more from Todd Rundgren as he prepares to play Detroit City Fest tomorrow. You're listening to Detroit Today on WDET. Dictators around the world are watching Iran for lessons learned, writes Christopher Dickey, Newsweek's Middle East regional editor. On the next Fresh Air, we talk with Dickey, and we'll talk with Roya Hakakian, a founding member of the Iran Human Rights Documentation Center and author of a memoir about growing up in revolutionary Iran. Join us for the next Fresh Air. Today at 3 on WDET 1019. You're listening to Detroit Today on WDET. I'm Quinn Kleinfelter, and we return to our conversation with musician and producer extraordinaire Todd Rundgren, who will be headlining Detroit City Fest tomorrow night. Rundgren's known for his technological prowess, but he says his experience with that goes well beyond posting or just downloading music. I was also involved in this, you know, kind of these new technologies and new ways of distrib- distributing music even before the Internet became kind of the rage that it is now back in the early 90s because of that kind of independent approach I was taking and the different way that I was thinking about music delivery I got involved in a um, interactive television experiment to try and deliver uh, in-home music services on-demand music like there was on-demand television and we couldn't get a single label to uh, allow their music to be put on a server so that it could be so that we could just have an experiment to find out what audience demand was. And so it, it isn't anything that I've done. It's been pretty much the industry's refusal to adapt to the obvious things that are happening that really put them in the position they're in. How about yourself? Have you thought about adapting to what's currently going on? I mean, in terms of the not only just the, the, uh, the nuts and bolts of the music industry, but the way that they market uh, personas now, the American idols of the world. I mean, you know, following that kind of a thing. Well, I, I make a distinction between a musician and a performer, and it doesn't mean you can't be both, but I started out as a musician and had to learn how to be a performer. And and the difference is, you know, most of these American Idol people can't write a song to save their lives. So they're just performers of other people's music in that sense. And... uh Music can't survive on that basis. Somebody has to start coming up with the new music that, even if other people are the ones who have the most success performing it. So I've always kind of made that distinction and realized at a certain point in my career I had to learn how to be a better performer than I was. And now we're at the point where that's one of the critical elements. In order to make music, to make a living in, in music, you have to be able to perform it live for people. That's been the result of the collapse of um, of the recording industry in that sense. It's caused a revival in the live music industry. And even though the uh, I just saw a thing on the TV the other night 
uh, from England, and they say, you know, record sales continue to be depressed. But despite the, you know, the faltering economy, uh, ticket sales are keep topping, you know, previous records for live ticket sales. And it's not so strange because this is what all musicians did before there were ever any records, before Thomas Edison figured out how to record music. We all had to make music playing live, and they'll be that way whether there are or not uh, records and successful uh, recording companies. How about changes in the way that you would produce things? You've, you've been in demand for years and years now for uh, as a producer. I remember back in when you were uh, uh, doing articles about uh, the first meatloaf records, and you, and you were producing those. I remember there was one where, where you said something about hating any empty space, that you always wanted a guitar going here or something going there. You didn't just want that, that silence in there. Well, I don't know if that was me. I think that was meatloaf. Does that meatloaf say that it was silence? I think that was Steinman. Yeah, actually. Steinman is Mr. Bombast. You know, he likes it laid on thick. And uh, in that particular instance, yeah, there was very little. Um, well, there were there were some elements of silence in there. There was um, right after he crashes his motorcycle and bat out of hell. There's a brief moment of silence before the angels come in and start singing over his uh, twisted body. Right, right. But so, but you never had that thought, though. I mean, you know, with Utopia or any of it. In terms of, you know, I mean, because there are some people that want it very, very sparse, you know, and there was always a stereotype, well, then if Todd's doing it, he's going to just throw it all in there if he can. Well, we have to adapt, you know, to the, you have to adapt to the music and the artist. And uh, records such as, uh, let's say, Skylarking with XTC, relative to all of their other records, is complete, is pastoral. By comparison, you know, and that is probably more accrued silence space than than their previous five records. But that was because of the kind of material that they were writing and kind of how the whole thing was visualized, that it would be a much airier and spacier record, um, more atmospheric. It was done that way on purpose. So it really sort of depends, first of all, on the material and then the way that the artist performs it. So here you are, you're heading into Detroit now, you know, land of Motown and Mitch Ryder. Ah, yes. Anything that's, that's uh, informed what you do from, from the, quote, the Detroit sound, whatever that might be? Well, the Motown sound, certainly. Um, I was an appreciator of the so-called Detroit sound and got a chance to, um, to express that in my work with Grand Funk Railroad, being uh, themselves a repository of a number of kind of um, Detroit and Michigan influences. Um, not only, um, uh, well, there's Bob Seger, of course, you know, Mitch Ryder, Bob Seger. Um, <laughs> I hesitate to say, <laughs> but uh, a certain Motor City madman. And uh, and in that sense, With a very know, different the, view of the Bush administration from yourself, it sounds like. Oh, quite obviously, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can't tell whether it's showbiz or not half the time with with Ted. You know, he's uh, he's a personality as much as he is a musician. That's like you know, that's the performing aspect of it. Um, he certainly made some memorable music, but uh, he stays in the public eye by 
at some regular interval saying something ridiculous <laughs> over the top. So um, I was, uh, you know, much more uh, directly influenced, I think, by what, what was happening at Motown, and in particular, um, a lot of the great singers like Stevie Wonder and Marvin Gaye and um, and Smokey Robinson. All of that was a bigger influence on me, I think, than any of the more rock side of of uh, the Detroit and the Michigan sound. Hmm. Uh, last one, if I can. After all this, in a couple of months, you're, I guess in September, you're going to start doing uh, you're the entire length, I gather, of A Wizard, A True Star. Um, why that album? Why the whole thing of it? Why now? I'm actually responding to audience demand on this one. I didn't have a you know long-term plan to do this, but the the germ of the idea actually started in England. Um, I've been enjoying something of a resurgence of interest amongst especially sort of electronic and, and dance and, and synthesizer bands in England and in France and other places in Europe uh, to the extent that they started using literal quotes from Was It a True Star in their records, from other records as well, but that particular record was considered something of a, um, uh, I guess a uh, a watershed in in terms of production, in terms of kind of weird sounds and stuff like that. And so the album was getting a lot of citations from younger artists. And the last time we were in uh, in England, which was in uh, November of last year. This idea of doing a Wizard of True Star from beginning to end in a limited, you know, limited venues and things like that was proposed, and so I said, sure, let's start exploring it. Well, I guess word of it got back to the states, and somebody in the states decided that they would just um, take a chance and go out and canvas the fans and see what the possibility would be of mounting the show here. And as it turned out. The demand amongst fans and the affection for that particular record um, kind of clinched the deal. So we'll be doing it here before we take it to England. Um, well, you, you mentioned some of the weird sounds and so on. Is it able to be reproduced adequately on stage? We're going to find that out. I have to augment the band a little bit, but um, I think I've got the proper pieces to, to sort of pull it off. It's a band that resembles a little bit more like what Utopia used to be. Uh, the original seven-piece utopia. So we've added another... Well, we actually moved a few people around. Chasm is back on bass for the purposes of that. Um, Roger Powell will be taking over one keyboard, and Greg Hawks of the Cars will be taking over the other keyboard. And uh, I know for a fact that Greg Hawks has a lot of the original um, synthesizers that we used on that record, so he'll be able to reproduce many of those sounds without too much trouble, I think. Well, when I get home after the end of this uh, particular leg of the tour, I'm going to go back to the original multi-track masters and start deconstructing, <laughs> trying to figure out exactly what all we need so we can uh, make sure that we come as close as possible. Sounds from Todd Rundgren's record, A Wizard, A True Star. Rundgren plays Detroit City Fest tomorrow night. He's scheduled to be on the New Center's Council main stage in the Fisher Building parking lot starting at 9 in the evening. You've been listening to Detroit Today on WDET. I'm Quinn Kleinfelter, and this is WDET Detroit's Wayne State's public radio station.
Okay, Roger, yours, yours is going to be kind of long. You might want to write it down. What do you want okay. me to say? <laughs> this is Roger Powell. I will jump on stage at a Rungren Radio Todd gig and play seven races. Hi, this is Roger Powell. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> circumstances that made it possible for Roger to do this, but it doesn't make it possible for him to continue to do it, <laughs> you know, in other words, he's got a, a regular job, mm -hmm. I don't believe that he has any designs on going back to living a traveling musician's life, and uh, and I don't blame him, uh, once you stop, it's very hard to, you know, to get back to doing it, and Chasm and I have never stopped. So it's not a big deal for us, mm -hmm. but it's more of a big deal for, you know, for instance, for, for Roger to do this. He can only get out of his job for about two and a half weeks before he <laughs> has to go back, right. and that's why we're not going to continue to tour with it past, past you know, week and a half or so. Mm -hmm.
Caravan, Cruiser Mal. What do you think about that? That's a pretty awesome song. How about that? That's a Roger singing leads right there. Roger Powell. Mr. Powell. That's... We'll be in Akron, Ohio. <laughs> Special <laughs> guest, that's right. How cool is that? I think it's really great. I mean, this guy is using his vacation time <laughs> to bring us a beautiful gift. How about that? Isn't it sweet? He's so sweet. He's so sweet. It'll be interesting to see if he sings this song, if they do any Utopia stuff. I don't know what all's going on. There's that crazy announcement. I don't know if we've even talked about that on the show. You know, that came from Todd's management about a secret opening act, and Mm -hmm. Todd's going to have eight costume changes and all this craziness. Um, And Michelle asking if anybody has these certain costumes. I mean, it's there. there is, oh, my God. I just, my brain just stopped. <laughs> Too much fun, and it's sneaking up on us. It's gonna be here before you know it. Yeah, I know, and which is scary in and of itself. But I'm I'm about ready to start putting my stuff in the suitcases because I've been laying it all out for the last week or two. And every time I remember, oh shoot, I got to remember to take that. I mean, I'm ready. Cool. I mean, ready. Sort of, me that personally, is, I'm ready. Me as promoter, um, I ain't ready. Ah. Uh. All right, so speaking of gigs, let's move on from Akron, Ohio, because we do have another one, mm-hmm. which will be DVD recorded, which is in Stanford, Connecticut, the beautiful venue, the Palace Theater. Actually, it's Stanford Center for the Arts Palace Theater. I was able to check that out this past weekend. It's a beautiful place, Yeah. and it is going to be awesome. All seats are good. People are going to enjoy the show that they go to that, but more importantly, we have finally found a place for people to meet pre-concert. All right. How about that? Tell us all about it, Dougie. You think you want to know? I do think I want to know. All right, here's the dealio. And this is only for the people that are listening, because you guys are the special ones. (laughs) There you go. But you can spread the word anywhere you want. That's right. Uh, Thanks to Neil and Lois and Dennis, of course, for helping me out, checking it out. I met up with uh, David German as well, who's helped the show out a lot. It was a lot of fun over there. And I tell you, uh, the hotel that I have recommended for people that we all got is spectacular. It's been renovated. It's a lot of fun. If you want information on that, shoot me an email at rugglingradioearthlink.net. I'll teach you the trick for how to get it for less than 70 bucks, three and a half star. Nice place. So you guys actually stayed there, so you, you we know did. it's a good place. Oh, yeah. All yep. right. Yep, sure did. It was a really nice big open front with a big bar restaurant for hanging out. You know, just nice. Nice town, neat place. Good. So here we go. Awesome. The place is going to be SPSB, as in boy, C, Downtown Restaurant Brewery. The website is southportbrewing.com. It's on Summer Street in Stamford, Connecticut. And it happens to be walking distance, pretty much right behind the venue. So it's um, a good little meeting place for a few people, you know, probably 40, 50 people. I wouldn't expect it to be any more than that. Of course, if we had more, that's great. But there's an upstairs. I'm going to be talking to them about getting that for us so we can hang out up there, do our thing, act crazy, be stupid, etc. And, you know, we can eat, drink, whatever, before the Stanford, Connecticut gig. And hey. then when we're through with that, we just walk about, you know, not even a block really, and there we are at the lovely theater. Southportbrewing.com. That is correct. Okay. All right. SBC Downtown Restaurant Brewery in Stamford, Connecticut. You know what I read? Oh. 
I read that not only is the show in Stanford going to be recorded for a DVD, but that they're also going to do a live CD as well. I have read that too. I haven't really got to talk to anybody about that, but that is cool. I mean, they may as well. Yes. They got to get the sound recorded just right for the for the uh, DVD. They may as well do it right on the CD. Yeah, believe me, um, Mr. Anderson has some really good recording equipment, so they will be taking care of that. I did get to meet Chris Anderson. That was a privilege. Nice time. Uh, he was at the uh, got him to meet me at the venue so he could do a look over for the DVD. A lot of craziness going on with that. That is a lot more work and things that going on that I can can uh, could have ever imagined. I mean, the running the the cables and everything and putting a truck out. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, I would be, I would imagine so, but uh I guess he's the go-to guy that would know how to do it. It's not going to be me, it's going to be him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Absolutely. So, uh that that's going to be um something we do. You know what? This is all the more reason why we should dress up like 70s. Because if we end up if any of the audience ends up on the DVD, it'll really confuse people because they'll think, wait a minute, was this from 2009 or 2024? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so because it's going to be high def. I'm going to uh, probably sport the Akron T-shirt in honor of Bill Bricker so that his shirt will be on the DVD if they happen to show me on the DVD. Oh, now that's not a bad idea. Yes, but I'll take care of that so you can do something different. I can Everybody whore up. Can. You can whore up if you want. You can wear a different T-shirt if you want, Todd Stock or Rundgren uh, Radio. Rundgren Radio, you could do that. That's true. <laughs> um, whatever. Who cares? Well, I care. I think it's cool. I think we come up with a good game plan. I definitely want to do that. That'll be fun. And um, according to Toko in our chat room, Hi-Fi is doing that record. Hi-Fi is responsible for the DVD as far as, um, I guess, sponsoring it. Distribution or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, finance, whatever. They're they're taking care of that. Chris Anderson will be doing it. Um, I think there's going to be five different cameras, including two roaming cameras. So should be fun. You mean roaming like up on somebody's shoulder? Kind no, of? moving around on the floor, getting in front of our way and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be worth it. Um, there's something else I want to mention about that. Oh. Just a heads up, just so people we can be transparent. There may be an issue with the webcast for Akron, so they're trying to get that worked out. So there is a possibility it may not happen, but the plan is for it to happen. So just want to give you a heads up, just in case you were thrilled about that, that there is a chance it may not happen. Chicago is definitely happening, and we're hoping that both Akron shows happen as well. Um, you're talking about the webcast. Yes. Okay. Yes, uh, SOB for some reason, who must have been living in a cave, is asking why, or if, if there's an official Akron T-shirt. Yes, there is. So here's the deal on that. Let's just go ahead and explain it again. Some okay. people probably already know, but we are doing a T-shirt and a poster just for the Akron gigs. That is all we ask for. That is all we want to mess with. And I tell you, <laughs> it is a bit much. It, it's just a lot of work that goes into that, and, you know, it's not about money because there will be none at the end of the day except for Todd and Michelle, of course, because uh, we will be giving them a large cut of it. And that was our point. We just wanted to have one, you know, because it's the first ever. Yep. So. Um, and we are all about the pimp. Yes. And it's really a nice-looking shirt and poster, and it's just fun. 
But I didn't want to do it again in Stanford. It's just too much, too much uh, stuff. But if there's leftovers, we'll be bringing that stuff to Connecticut. And um, Michelle and them, I think, will be selling it. Or whoever's going to be doing we don't know yet. Right. And, you know, it could end up on the Internet later. We don't know. Jesus, we're we're living seriously from minute to minute these days. <laughs> okay, but we have a caller to help us. <gasps> All right. 815, you're with us. Hey, homeboys and homegirls, this is Hillage. What's up, Hillage? Yo. Not much, man. What's up with you guys? Uh, we're chilling. Yeah, I, I, I haven't listened to much of the show. I just turned it on, and I hadn't listened, but mm-hmm. I heard you were going to wear uh, Bill Bricker's T-shirt for the video. Uh, I'm going to try to get in the video with that shirt on, the um, how, how about uh, with, shirt. Sure. How about with the laminate on, and it turned around with that cool picture on it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, about a laminate, but maybe from Vegas or something, we'll bring some of those, and then uh, we'll have, uh, yeah, I'll be doing some cool stuff. Uh, Let's see. What else can I do? I'll wear a hat for somebody. <laughs> hey, I'm not guaranteed to be on the video. You know, I just hey, if there's a, yeah, if I'll be in the audience, so there's a chance. If you're gonna pimp a little, why don't you pimp all the way? You know, you know what he Doug is like a a a stock car at a NASCAR race. Uh-huh. He will he will pimp with with decals all over him. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna sell it. Let's see, my <laughs> shoulder will be twenty bucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear a hat for you for 50 bucks. <laughs> cool, yep. man. No. Cool. Well, I just thought I'd call in and say hi. Hey, appreciate it. You excited about Akron? Oh, a little yeah. Bit? yeah. Yeah. Going to both shows, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Jeez, I, I tell you, you know, I, I'd love to go to them all, but, you know, it's just. Uh, You're going to get to see almost all of them, man. You're going to get to see four. There's only seven. Yeah, I know, but uh, that's a little more than half, but uh, 100% would be cool. (laughs) 100% would be nice. Yeah, it would. It would definitely be nice, man. Man, what a week that would be, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, it it definitely would be. But, you know, it's only going to be a -a once-in-a-lifetime deal, you know. And, uh, you know, those that haven't bought tickets yet, man, get on the bandwagon, because uh, if you miss this show... You are going to be saying, oh, God, you know. There will be some regret, no doubt about it. And it I doesn't mean, have to be one of ours. Just wherever it's close to you or wherever you can get to for a reasonable price, do it. Yeah, I I got on the bandwagon during the Rod Tour in 76. Nice. And there are people that I know that have come in afterwards, and they said, I would have given anything to see that tour. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I think this is going to rival it. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, the Rod Tour was cool with the theatrics and the, you know, Maurice and the Pyramid and, you know, all the other stuff that he had, which was really cool. And that's probably, well, I wouldn't say it was the last big production because um, the Adventures album was, they had a lot in the Adventures Tour, too. But other than that, he hasn't done anything like that. And this is just going to be spectacular. So if you're listening out there and you ain't got tickets and you say you're a fan... Get him. Ah, ooh, there's a big dare. Get him. Because you'll be kicking yourself, you'll be kicking yourself, and you'll be saying, oh, man, I could have, and, you know, sitting around in a nursing home saying, I could have, instead of saying, oh, man, I did it. Could have, would have, should have. Yeah, it's a big one, man, and you'll be beating yourself with a wet noodle for the rest of your life, you know? Yep. And that sucks. Yep. 
but uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be exciting, man. It's, now, aren't you planning on bringing some of your your oh, Todd yeah. stuff? Oh yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because I think you're going to have a table all set up at the uh, party Saturday night. Yeah, somebody emailed me and wanted to know if uh, the size table was right, and I said, yeah. I, that was I, me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just joking. Um, yeah, I've got some stuff. I've got uh, I've got a wizard test press. Not, no, not a wizard test press. It's a, a wizard promo album in mint shape. It is the true wizard promo package. It is the green booklet that came out as a promo booklet for it, which is very rare. I've only seen about four of them ever. It's got a black and white promo shot from the Wizard era, and uh, it's got a bio with it, and uh, you know it's got the package with Band Aid and you know all that stuff. And I'm going to have that, and then I've got a uh, something anything on red and blue. I'm going to have, which is a promo album, huh? And you're going to be selling this stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm not a seller. Basically, I'm a collector. But uh, I've bought these over the years. And some of them have been in my collection, 15, 20 years. And I found something that's just a hair bit better condition. <laughs> and I thought, Floppy seconds. Huh? Floppy seconds. Yeah, I know. I don't want them. <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I I just thought this is a great time to do it, you know. And I've got some promo packs from a couple of other albums. I think I got one from um, Swing to the Right in a promo picture. And... Uh, I've got some DVDs that are, are kind of rare. Or not DVDs, uh, uh, CDs. And uh, I've got some rare 45s. And I think I'm going to have a couple posters and stuff like that. So, yeah, some of this is pretty nice. It's all in great shape. I, I wouldn't sell it unless it was in uh, VG Plus or better. Cool. Mm-hmm. Very nice. good. So if, you're, so if you're a collector... <laughs> <laughs> be and there. Then, be um, square. I got another thing. I'm not going to say what it is, but uh, trust me on this one. Uh-huh. It's not Todd and all that, but um, there will be something special going on at that party that people are going to want to witness. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, unfortunately, I can't say what it is because I was just reading and I can't, which kind of pisses me off because I'd love to run my mouth about no, it. No, shut up, shut up, shut I'm up. Not, I'm going to do what I'm told, but show up for that party. Uh-huh. Show up for the party. Oh. You know what? I kind of hear the I hear that music that they played when the shark attacked in Jaws. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Seriously, it, people, you better be at that party. Is it going to be Mal dancing on the tables? Well, that too. That's, that's already a given. I mean, I'm talking <laughs> about something different nobody knows about. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, I it just I tell you, I I'm so excited myself about it. You know, I uh. I was excited about the adventure we all took in Hawaii, but uh, this one, you know, how often, I think we talked about this, how often do you get together and uh, and see 500 uh, fans all in one room? Yeah. Well, let's they, not keep They already about know it. each other pretty much. Yeah. yeah. we got to quit talking about it. Everybody's going to get so hyped, then they're going to be let down when they show up. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be sad. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be sad. Everybody calm down. Yeah, that would be sad. Yeah, but, you know, we've got um, – uh, some cool stuff too that we can talk about that's you know kind of boring to some people. I think some people are into it though that will know everything. Um, there's going to be some good press coming up for these gigs. Todd's done a lot of interviews and, and these radio stations and newspapers they wait till the week of typically or even the day of to put some of this stuff out. But I know Kent State is, has done an interview they're going to be airing and they uh, talked to me about it and how the fans willed this show. So that'll be fun. Uh, Chris Epting 
Uh, he interviewed me as well for um, a podcast he does that's syndicated. It's, it's a pretty big deal. We talked about the show, and he helped promote it. And then Todd is going to be doing some, some stuff with TV and radio in Cleveland, uh, you know, the week of the show. Oh, and Chasm, too. Chasm, as well, is going to be on a TV show. I mean, there's going to be a ton of stuff, a big blitz, which is, of course, from a marketing promotion perspective, is great for us for the second show because it's not sold out. But besides that, it's fun for everybody. You know, you get to hear more from Todd, and everything we can get and get tapes of, we'll play. You know, if we can get some of these radio interviews, we'll play them for you. You know, because you can't find all of them, and some of them they don't put online, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll um, we'll get those and play those. There were a couple of uh, actually a couple of Akron radio stations, and Steve Skinner, our buddy Steve from Todd Stock, uh-huh. he's going to do a 20 minute uh, or so a watch show with some interview from Todd mm-hmm. that he's going to do um, tomorrow, I think, or maybe it was today, tomorrow, and then he's going to let us have a copy of that so we can play it on our show. So we'll have a bunch of stuff like that. And we'll probably be doing some of that next week as we get so much closer to this thing. Um, that's the way it is. Tell them to wear the hat <coughs> at the party. Who? Steve Skinner. The hat. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, oh. the big woolly cat in the hat hat? Yeah, yeah. the big cat I actually hat got hat. him a hat. I got him a new hat. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know that yet, and he yeah. can bring that other cat. But this <laughs> one is this one is cool. Somebody at Todd Stack said to me, they said, that Roger Paul? <laughs> that, Roger, <laughs> that Roger Paul right there? And, yeah. and Steve was sitting next to me and go, how you doing, Roger? And he looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> Roger then, Powell playing acoustic guitar. Yeah, and then the, and then the, guy, the, dentist, yeah. the guy goes, aren't you Roger Paul? And he goes, no. <laughs> uh, that's a no. Uh, yeah, it was kind Very of cool. interesting. Mm-hmm. Kind of mm-hmm. hey, well, now, another thing about the party, and I've seen this going by on the uh, chat room, so we need to go ahead and mention it, is that, of course, we've mentioned before that Dr. Toons is going to be providing entertainment, mm-hmm. which is going to be sound and video and stuff like that. But he has also requested that if you have some photos or videos, you know, of you and Todd or Todd, and, and we, could, we don't want to see the same shot over and over again of Todd, you know, playing a guitar the same way from thousands of people. But uh, if you have a particularly good shot or something of Todd or a picture of you and Todd, send them to Dr. Toons on the email, and it's drtoons at gmail.com, or you can appear at the party with CDs, DVDs, or uh, I think he said memory sticks are okay, too. And it's Toons, T-U-N-E-S, not Toons, like LP worth of Toons. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you do have to kind of clarify with Todd. Yeah, Dr. Toons, as in T-U-N-E-S. So we've got a really big production for that, some some uh, finger food or hors d'oeuvres, if you will, uh, everything. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. Cool, cool. Absolutely. Oh, and we're going to be running videos uh, and, and photo slideshows in the bar there at the hotel. I mean, Restaurant, bar. Pretty much the whole weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there you have it. And uh, we'll if there's anything else going on, if we decide to do anything else, one of the concerns is Sunday night doesn't look like there's anything open really in Akron after 10 <laughs> so that yeah, could be right. an issue we may try to come up with something I don't know it's just you know there's other things we got to prioritize for now and then maybe we'll get to that and have something you know something we could put together for everybody to hang out but right now it's Saturday night and then Sunday one o'clock with Chasm and two gigs and the Hall of Fame deal yeah what I mean it's <laughs> Todd said it was an event you ain't kidding this thing is 
you know, a full weekend of activities plus a weekday, if you I want know. to count that. Everybody start taking your vitamins now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're done keto or whatever. Just Bring me some Red Bull. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Come on now. So you can have wings. Cool. Yep. Yep. Hey, you know, I uh, I was looking, and you, they were talking about uh, the uh, Todd doing the uh, interview at Daryl's house. Have you heard anything about why that was pushed back? No, I don't know that it was pushed back to, uh, as much as we may have just been given the wrong information. Uh, I, I don't know which one it was, but, uh, you know, it, that happens. It's kind of an A-watch thing because uh, Smokey Robinson's on there doing la, la, la. <laughs> <and he's love>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been better for us had it been 8.15 through 9.15, but, you know, they didn't care about, about us. They were just doing whatever's best for live at Daryl's house, but that would have been kind of cool, a little, some more free press. Am I hearing that there is absolutely going to be an opening act, or is that um, just a, a rumor? Well, well, there was a rumor in quotation said secret opening act, which I mean I don't know where to go with that, man. I got my theories, but you know I don't know anything. If I did, I would say I know it and I can't tell you, or I'd just tell you. I don't have any idea. That thing came out of nowhere, and um, it's very interesting. So I guess we'll find out in what. 11 days so or something like that? Yeah. Well, I, no. I, I can't imagine. Hey, yeah, the uh, idea here is don't be late. <laughs> be there, be square, be early. What do you think it means, Mr. Schneider? What? This secret opening act quote. I, you know, I can't even imagine that anybody would, he would have anybody open this thing. I mean, I just can't. I, I just can't. I, I can't imagine an opening act going before this. Well, who say he mean, wouldn't be in that opening act? God, I can't even fathom. You know, um, you know, there was some stuff on TR Connection. They said that it'd be a, reto- a utopia reunion with uh, with uh, Prairie playing drums. Really? Uh, that's what people are kind of bantering about on TR Connection. Uh, but why would Willie not be on drums? I don't know. What's their I, theory? Huh? I haven't been what, on there in a few days, so I don't know. What's the theory? Why Willie wouldn't? Yeah. Supposedly, there's a rift between. The guys in the band and Willie. So, you know, you look at it and you go, okay, secret opening act. We haven't hired an opening act, so i got to think it has something to do with Todd. Yeah. It's not going to be Naz because Carson and Tom Looney probably haven't picked up instruments in 20 years. And and Moogie has a uh, a gig that night. Moogie has a gig that night. You've got the new cars, the possibility. They're all there except for Elliot. It could happen, but that wouldn't really be – in tune with AWATS, it'd probably piss off half the audience that were opposed to new cars because they're silly purists or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> um, and then half of us would love it. But um, so that leaves you know Todd by himself or Utopia. To, to me, that's all I can think of. And it could be Prairie. It could be Kevin Elman. I mean, who who knows? And it could be none of that. How about um, the- but that's just what it led me to believe. That's what that's the first thing that came to mind. I'm thinking, okay, what, what, where are they going with this? But then again, if it was Utopia, why would you not say it and announce it so we could sell more tickets? Yeah. How about you know? How about it's Akron, Ohio? Chrissy Hyde. Could yeah, be. Could yeah. Be. Now another thing they've they've entertained is that it's Paul Freeman. But I, I, you know, no, I it's not Paul it, Freeman. If it was Paul Freeman, they would announce that it's Paul. Come on. Yeah. Secret opening act, they're going to put that out as a press release to Paul Freeman. I mean, I love Paul, don't get me wrong, but that's yeah, got nothing good. to do with A-Watts. Yeah, Maybe. Uh, that's exactly. not it, for sure. Oh, Mott has it. Mott guessed it. What is it? She gets the gold stars. 
It is. She's right. It's Michael Jackson. I think so, too. I think he's really alive. It's going to be awesome. And he's going to do... It's been a big old PR thing. They tried to make everyone think he's dead. And... <laughs> he's going to show up at A-Watts and do the Ballad of Todd Rundgren. Uh, I, I was thinking of Beat It. Beat It Till It's Dead. <laughs> well, what else? I mean, what else could it be? I mean, what? are there any other theories? It could be Kevin. Hello. Yeah, could yeah, be. He's playing the night before. But I, could be the tubes, the prairies in the band. Could be Meatloaf. Osmond. Could be Meatloaf. Could be the Osmonds. They're part of Eric's group. Could be. Um, oh my gosh! It could be. The, could be all kind of stuff. I I, I just the thought just popped into my head. Uh, I know Cheap Trick's going to be in the region. That could night. be Cheap Trick. Yeah. I mean, they're big fans. I see Rick at the shows in Chicago all the time. Oh my god. Huh? Oh, my god. oh goodness. Well. You're killing me. There you what go. Do you mean? There's some rumors for you. Could yeah. be some people saw it, Michelle's comedy act. I definitely don't think that's it. No. Um, could be... Drew Carey. Good one, SJP. Could be yeah. Drew Carey. He lived there, you know. Well, you could take it. could be like um, some former people who play with Todd. They make a little band. Like it could be, you know, Mary Lou and Michelle will be there. could be Acapella. Yeah, could be. could be... Maybe Michelle's um, TRI. could be TRI. Come on out there with a checkered shirt, man. Do a little individualist for me. There was a time when I couldn't bust a rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're about done here, so why don't we just wrap this up because we're getting silly and then we're going to start rumors that aren't true. Oh. Well, it, it, it could possibly sell more tickets. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. I think I, Did you all hear me disappear for a second? A little bit, yep. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's oh, going to yeah. be a great time. You guys have done a great job, man, and uh, – it, I, I just can't imagine, you know, um, you know, kind of having the idea and bringing it absolutely to fruition is uh, is big kudos to you guys and uh, anybody who has uh, kind of come back and, and and given you guys some negative feedback. Just when this thing's all said and done, I sure hope they eat a bunch of crow. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be tuned out, yeah, because they won't be there anyway. But yeah. it's all good, man. We know we know what the reality is. Yeah, you know and, people were fired up about this deal. Yeah, and it just—it's it, just, you know, there's so much negativity sometimes, and you know, it, it doesn't really get you anywhere. I mean, I, I I really go by the the motto that Todd uses. I think it's on swing to the right. You know, let's look at the upside. Yeah. You know, go for the up, baby. Let's forget the downside because that gets yeah. us nowhere. Hey man, let me just put it to you like this: 2,400 plus fans can't be wrong. No, no. There you go. All right, everybody. We'll see you next Tuesday night, 8:30 Eastern time. We'll see you in less than two weeks in Akron if you're going, which most of you, I think, are. So there you go. Another year wrapped up. Rungren Radio. Cruiser Mail Jim. Catch you next week. Happy birthday. Peace. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Todd Rungren, and you're listening to RungrenRadio.com. You are the crest of the crown, my friend. Thank you so much for your support. We love you guys!